Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. Yes, at the time of the morning, where we join our very own Mufti Brian Smith on a quick fire Q&A. Before I get to that, the message here, it's a very important message. Assalamu alaikum to one and all. Please note that the nikah of Muhammad Zair and Naila will be brought forward to after Juma Salah at the Bakerton Jama Masjid, inshallah. Please remember us and our brother Suhail in your du'as. And alhamdulillah, yeah, that's an uh, latest update. And uh, Brian Smith looking good, looking perfrescent. And he's looking like, hey, the powerful table mountain is right. Yeah, yeah, he's member there. Hey, yeah, but it's too big to put into the scarf scroll, uh, Darul Ulum. So he just has to look up and he looks at the mountain. Mufti Brian Smith, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And jazakallah khair for joining us uh, on uh, your segment called Quick Fire Q&A with Mufti Ibrahim Smith. How are you doing this morning, Mufti Sahab? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafatina, our dear listeners, mashallah, indeed a wonderful uh, Jumu'ah uh, morning in the blessed month of uh, Rajab. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in uh, that nikah that you've just mentioned now, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create love and peace and uh, uh, contentment between uh, the couple and all other couples uh, that uh, are getting married soon, inshallah. Jazakallah, hey, for that, Mufti. Your questions are actually flying in like uh, the sea eagle. Mm, those white ones, they make a lovely sound. So now, alaikum, can we sell our display Valentine's goodies in our shop, Mufti Sahab? A very good question. Um, uh, February, uh, the perceived month of love, you know, the, the, for Muslim. Uh, every day and every year and every week is uh, the time of love. So we don't uh, uh, adopt these uh, Western policies of uh, promoting promiscuity and uh, promoting uh, zina. So uh, sometimes the items or articles or commodities might be permissible in nature because it's made out of halal substances. But because of the way it is packaged, uh, Shafat, uh, we will not give a fatwa of permissibility on that. So uh, if we cannot use it, then we cannot sell it also. So uh, no, it is not permissible to dis- to display any uh, Valentine's uh, goodies and uh, because that will lead to sin and transgression. And that is against what the Quran is ordained and commanded, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned uh, that وَلَا تَعَوَّنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ that uh, do not assist one another in sin and transgression. This is openly assisting in sin and transgression. And uh, this whole thing is commercialized also, so we know uh, what is the intention behind all of this, you know. Uh, we are already living in tough, difficult times with so much evil, bad and sin happening in and around us now. To add this also to that, uh, we're creating uh, that platform and environment uh, for Zina and illicit uh, relationships. Can a Muslim male marry a Hindu female? while she remains Hindu Muslim? No, it is not permissible for a Muslim male to marry a Hindu female while she is uh, still on her old religion. She is still a Hindu. She has not embraced Islam. If she embraces Islam prior to the actual nikah, uh, then such a marriage is uh, valid. If she remains on her old religion, and uh, then such a marriage is invalid. In fact, there's no marriage at all. So she will have to embrace Islam first. Shafat, uh, the imam or whoever is knowledgeable there, can present Islam to her. And uh, then after that, arrangements for the nikah can be made so that uh, the couple can uh, get into union. Mufti Sahaba, one youngster committed a suicide and the family are requesting du'as for him. Is uh, this permissible? 
So, Shafa, let me mention something about uh, suicide quickly. It is on the rise, especially amongst uh, youngsters, uh, especially now during this whole uh, scandemic, pandemic uh, thing, you know. It is on the increase, it is on the rise. Uh, they, they're still baffled as to what is uh, the, the motive behind all of these uh, so-called suicide. Uh, uh, so suicides that is happening here. Uh, making du'a for a person committing suicide is a major sin, but making du'a for a person who has committed suicide is completely permissible uh, because that person is still Muslim, a person who's taken his own life or her own life. That person remains Muslim and will be buried in a Muslim cemetery as well. So it is not like the person has exited the fold of Islam. So you are allowed to make uh, du'a that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive such a person. And yes, the family is within their right uh, or rights to request du'a from other public or from public members to make du'a for the deceased person, G. Is it uh, permissible to use your cell phone during working hours? It is not permissible if the boss doesn't allow it. You must remember that uh, you are being employed to uh, do certain work. Now, if you're still sitting on the phone all day answering messages in a, uh, during working hours, during the hours that you are paid to do actual work, uh, which excludes the usage of cell phone, then uh, you are stealing from uh, the boss's time. So you are earning haram money that you must remember. So uh, that is not permissible. If the boss, however, uh, gave consent for usage of cell phones uh, during working hours, uh, then it is permissible. But uh, many people are guilty of that, Shafa, that during work hours, you know, uh, sneaking away, running to the toilet, etc., then uh, using the cell phone as well, because it is something that they cannot uh, live without nowadays. And that is why it is called a cell phone, because it comes from the word prison cell. It imprisons you. It is imprisoned so many people today. They cannot simply do, they drive with it, they walk with it, they even be, uh, not even human anymore. Uh, the, the phone all the time, uh, uh, they uh, are, are glued uh, to that uh, screens, uh, Shavad. So they also, we should take lesson from G. You're talking about state capture people. You've been captured by the cell phone, as the <laughs> Bankman said, the cell phone. Uh, Joburg elected a Maulana as a mayor. Your thoughts, Samuti? Yes, uh, Shafat, so one graduate of Darul Newcastle, you know, that uh, has been elected uh, as the mayor of uh, Johannesburg. So I think it is historic because it's the first time that uh, a, a graduate of a seminary, a, an Islamic seminary, has been elected as a mayor here in uh, South Africa. So, uh, you know, that uh, my my viewpoint is simple, that anyone who enters into the political arena will come out disgraced from there. It is normal. Sometimes you are being elected because you have to take the fall for something. Sometimes you are being elected because you have to bamboozle other people who has lost uh, faith in your organization or faith in democracy, etc. And you're trying to butter and honey up. But the Arabs are saying, you know, that whatever, whatever is uh, you conceal, it, uh, as time goes on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose it. So only time will tell what will happen. You know, there's already people who's taken uh, uh, some offense uh, at uh, some comments made by the mayor uh, with a specific uh, uh, race group here in South Africa. I don't want to mention that uh, on the radio, you know, but uh, some people called me already saying uh, this guy already making some racist remarks with regard to a specific thing. And uh, so, inshallah, that uh, uh, we hope that uh, he will stay true to his word, fighting corruption and all these other uh, promises like many politicians before him did also. And, uh, and all of them failed to deliver at the end of the day. So we'll see, inshallah, G. Yeah, you may say potholes or potluck. 
Hey, you know. <laughs> okay, we leave it at that, Mufti. Uh, Mufti, you spoke about the green lockdown. Is the new proposed state of disaster part of it? In fact, Shafad, yes, I spoke about the green lockdown, uh, which will uh, come into effect. You know, that is the regulation of energy and fuel and coal and gas and all these other things. We are already under that green lockdown because when ESCOM decides to switch off the lights, they in fact telling you when to eat, uh, when to sleep, when to do this, when to that. You just haven't realized it yet, but you're already under that uh, so-called uh, green lockdown. I intend to further elaborate on that uh, today in my Juma Bayan, inshallah, uh, which will be a continuation of my Tuesday Majlis, where uh, I spoke about uh, deviant uh, ulama, the arms leading the, the people here in the country. So we'll speak more about that, inshallah, and then I'll post it in that WhatsApp group where I post all my lectures in Q&A in this week for you also, G. Um, uh, Mufti Saab, my zakah is due in Ramadan. Can I pay it now in Rajab already? Yes, you can take out your zakat. Anyone out there who has zakat wants to pay it in Rajab, you can pay it in the month of Rajab. You can pay it in the month of Shaban if it's only due in the month of Ramadan. So that is called an advance payment. So it is totally uh, permissible, Shavad, because perhaps uh, you see a need there or there's uh, an urgent need that needs to be fulfilled. You know? So what you do is you make a note, you make keep a record of of uh, that amount that you've paid, and the balance that is due in Ramadan that you can take out in Ramadan also, because uh, zakat works in, in in such a way that from one lunar year to the other lunar year, paying it in advance also is no problem, G. Mufti, uh, did you not see how expensive hajis are this year? Look at the packages. Hey, they are playing games with us, Mufti. Please advise. Shafad, I'm shocked, you know, that uh, last year for us, uh, it was very, very expensive. And uh, I thought uh, that is because of the limited amount of people that the Saudis uh, actually allowed. And uh, this year, because it's uh, in full swing, in full operation, so uh, I thought perhaps uh, the prices will drop. But uh, let me remind you something, people, that all those packages that you saw, that is excluding uh, flights. You still have to ex- include flights and other things as well. So you have to check with your Hajj operator first and ask him what is included and what is excluded. I only saw uh, the brochure of caps, two brochures, one that is a budget one and one that is a normal one. So if we have to add flights, which will, which will most probably come in at about 25K or so, uh, and you have to add in your food expenses, etc., then you're looking at uh, 120 to 150,000 rand per person. Uh, depending on the stay uh, that uh, you will be there, six weeks, five weeks, etc. So it is very, very expensive. And this is a sign of Qiyama uh, that soon uh, people won't even be able to afford to go for Hajj anymore. Because imagine you're a couple, then you'll be needing minimum 300,000 plus uh, Shafat, and that is a lot of money uh, to go for Hajj nowadays, G. You, know, you need a lot and lot of fiat money, not of people. Because you know what? Allah declares... You know what? He declares war on usury, on riba, because the whole system is riba, and you can't, you know, maybe Mufti said, hey, I went for Hajj, I paid 300 grand, but did you question the money that you went with? It's all banking system, it's all riba. Mufti, well, that's another topic altogether, people. It's just something, you know. Mufti making GG, okay, we'll have a show on that. Does the Sahuk have a say in the price uh, regulation amongst Hajj operators? If not, shouldn't we have an Islamic watchdog who, who monitors this? Hey, the Islamic watchdog, they're doing their job. Woof, woof. <laughs> yes, I don't think personally Saudi has any say uh, with regards to the Hajj operators. 
and uh, the prices and packages that these people uh, prepare. Let, uh, uh, I, I intend having a special Madlis soon that will discuss all these aspects of Hajj, who to go with, who to travel. Perhaps uh, this Tuesday I'll make a recording and send it to the people uh, with some Q&A as well. But nevertheless, uh, Shafat, you know that uh, it is the Saudis that are pushing up the prices. The prices of hotels is so ridiculous. Uh, you'll see now in Ramadan that uh, if it was 400 rials now, it will be like 800 to 1,000 uh, rials per night which is almost five grand per night per, per hotel room. So the Saudis are making a killing here, and the agents need to adjust their prices, notwithstanding the fact that they're also making a killing on hatch packages, uh, we should call a spade a spade, you know, that uh, they, the agents themselves, these hatch operators, they're making uh, sufficient money. Uh, so, yes, uh, perhaps there should be a body, because Saudi is only regulating uh, and facilitating the hajj but not the prices of uh, these operators. So perhaps there should be another body then that could uh, regulate uh, the prices uh, within South Africa and in the globe as well, uh, because it is unfair, you know, that you impose so much uh, profit uh, and the profit margin is so big on uh, on, on those people uh, who are acting as hajj operators, while the public, uh, they have to fork at the end of the day just to perform the fard that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained upon them. So if there is a hajj watchdog or hajj group or people or advocacy group, that wants to money this, and then by all means they may do so, G. You heard it from Mufti, that Saudis are making the prices on Hajj and they won't budge. Can females wear platinum wedding rings, uh, Mufti? In the Hanafi mother, no females can only wear gold and silver uh, because it's not permissible for them to wear other precious uh, metals. For those uh, females uh, from the Shafi Madhab, it is permissible for them to wear platinum and other precious metals as well. So that you need to understand first, there is difference of opinion uh, between the two schools of thought, you know, so predominantly Shafi in Cape Town, so they can wear platinum and white gold and whatever else. Uh, is considered as a precious metal for our females and our sisters from the Hanafi mother. They are restricted to wearing a gold and a silver only with regards uh, to metal. G. Mm. Yeah, you know your stuff, eh? You should have become a jeweler too, Mufti. Yeah, <laughs> 24 carat and this carat. My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law is forcing me to adopt my husband's surname. Is uh, this uh, permissible, Mufti Sahib? Your mother-in-law cannot uh, force you to adopt your your husband's surname. You can, uh, uh, you know, you can keep your own surname. Surname in itself is not something Islamic. It is uh, neither uh, commendable if you want to keep it your own uh, maiden surname. You can do that as well. A surname is just something that came to into existence in order to identify. Uh, who that person is and, uh, uh, you know, the genealogy of that person and uh, the family tribe that person comes from, etc. So if you feel you want to keep your maiden surname, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, your mother-in-law should involve in other affairs instead of uh, enforcing that upon you. You know, so Islam is given that right uh, to females. They have that right to uh, keep their maiden surname, Shafat, that we shouldn't add to deen, that which is not part of deen, and uh, then make it an appear. Uh, to look like a dean at the end of the day, G. Ah, lovely there, Mufti Saab. Is the income of an estate agent halal? The income of an estate agent is halal as long as uh, that agent is not physically involved in uh, bonds and uh, riba, like you spoke now earlier about the riba. See, that's coming now. Uh, riba, banks, etc. So you shouldn't direct 
the prospect of uh, uh, purchase to a Riba Institute, uh, send him alternatively to an Islamic Institute or personal Islamic finance, etc., and then you know your income is safe. The moment the estate agent gets involved in uh, all these Riba we and uh, interest in usury transactions, then his, uh, his uh, income will become tarnished, you know, will become tainted, because now he has halal income that is mixed with haram income. So that portion that needs to be taken out, the haram income that is derived and received as a salary payment and commission, and that should be given away in charity. Shafat, he cannot even use it for his own personal benefit. We should be careful, G. Mufti Saab, I have a bout of incontinence uh, and I'm you're constantly wetting my bed. I'm uh, in my late uh, 60s. But now a uh, Yunani Tib uh, specialist has given me his uh, type of medicine. And I know that this medicine is coming from the Indian uh, tradition and has a lot of uh, uh, mushrik uh, concoctions. Am I allowed to take a Yunani Tib medicine for my uh, condition, Mufti Saab? Yes, unanimity will be permissible uh, to use if the ingredients of that is uh, permissible. So if it's uh, free from impermissible ingredients like cow urine and all these other things. You see, when you buy things coming from India, you need to be careful because they lace these things mm. with cow urine uh, because the, for them it is something sacred, you know. So uh, when you're buying Ayurvedic products and uh, unanimity products, you must be mm. careful. You have to read uh, the, the ingredients careful. I used uh, not too long ago uh, that uh, antibiotics because I wanted an alternative, but it was free from impermissible ingredients. Uh, so that's why I could use it in, uh, because perhaps Allah's given me a little bit of knowledge so I could read and understand the ingredients. But those people who are not so careful, uh, yes, it might work at the end of the day, but at the expense of your deen, at the expense of your amal. So you don't want to do that when there are other halal alternatives and uh, permissible uh, alternatives available out there. So rather go for that which you have uh, faith in instead of opting for something which is doubtful, G. And I think uh, the brother that uh, sent out the question, I think he was mixing uh, Ayurvedic with Yunani there because uh, Yunani Tabi is, uh, is an Islamic uh, formula. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Sunnah one. So maybe he meant Ayurvedic. Uh, and uh, he was saying Yunani here, uh, Mufti I think that's why I mentioned the word Ayurvedic because Unani <laughs> is actually <laughs> Tibun Nabui. Uh, so, so that's the one I used. You know, Ayurvedic yeah. is, is uh, the one with all the uh, Hindu yeah. idols and Hindu words and Hindu things in yeah. uh, Sanskrit hey, but language. It's bias karma. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the question again, and Yusuf is giving me a big, you know, like a smiley. Can you see that big smiley there? And it's because you're sharp. He missed, he wrote Yunani instead of. Ayurvedic. Jazakallah yeah. Mufti. That's why it's uh, great to have you around. I mean, the brain is like, hey, it's <laughs> Allah bless you for that. And uh, Mufti Sahib, absolutely brilliant having you on uh, Quickfire Q&A. Perhaps your parting words uh, this morning? May Allah keep us, so Allah keep our brains intact. You know, you know that uh, if you want to increase your brain capacity, then read abundant uh, Quran, especially in the morning uh, before, after Fajr, and after Asr also. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep your brain uh, like that, uh, Shafat. So may Allah guide and forgive and protect this ummah. Until we meet again, Jazakum Allah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And to all of you that sent in questions, uh, a very big Jazakallah khairan to you, 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 and you, and to Mufti Brian Smith. Absolutely, he's a genius, a genius of an anim. Allah keep him, Allah bless him. And, you know, always, um, uh, whatever we do, maybe do it in the manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. I'd like to thank uh, Yusuf Asma for brilliant engineer, engineering as usual. Really enjoy his company and uh, people. Keep it locked on to Sirius FM for brilliant uh, broadcasting uh, shortly. 
Uh, we'll have uh, the Forty Darudes and uh, we'll have our Mufti, A.K. Hussein, uh, giving the translation of the Qutba from the Holy Lands. From, uh, yeah, from the team and I, till we uh, meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.